Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Sound? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rory Segura. And like the beginning of it all, man, I'm just joined by Christian Potelias. What's up, Christian? What's up? What's up? Going back, back into the old school days. I know, man. That's how we started it all. I think I joined one of your shows early on, and then it was like, this is going to happen. This is going to be it. My wife is in the background. I can see her in the video. I say, cheese. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> yeah. We just literally just started. This is all going to make it into we're, the episode. We're doing a quick one. You want to come and say hi to somebody? <laughs> no, that's why that. Well, your voice starts every episode. So, yeah, funny enough. I don't have kids that walk in. Now it's my wife that tends to walk into my only designated area of the house you know what i mean like you you remember seeing that video of that one guy he's like on the news and he's talking and then his like a daughter walks in oh. <laughs> and then the wife walks in behind him yeah. like crawling but everybody can see her yeah. and then they like grab the kid like they're pulling on the kids and, <laughs> yeah I, I think it was like the nanny or something like that it was freaking funny it's hilarious have you seen the ones uh, talking about videos like that there's one that i saw the other day and you know how at one point, like during COVID, they were showing too how like people were like dressing up just from like the, you know, he- like just your <laughs> torso, basically. So this guy shows uh, like gets up to shut the uh, to shut the door and he's wearing like a like a basically like a suit. He gets up and he's wearing shorts and then everybody <laughs> just start They're like, hey, nice shorts. And everybody's laughing. And then the guy's like, oh, give me like the guy that was kind of making fun of me. He's like, give me a second. And he gets up and he's wearing shorts, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. I was like, dang, that's actually during COVID. Sure I, I did not have yeah. meetings. I had to go into work. I was apparently essential. I was an essential worker, so I had to be there. Right. Yeah. So no shorts for you. you no shorts for me. Full on dress up. Yeah. No, yeah. I, write it out, yeah. man. Write it out. But hey, uh, how you been, man? It's been it's been a, a couple weeks. I think this is week three since the last time we recorded. I guess. It almost sounded like it was our goodbyes. Like Rodrigo said, this is our goodbyes for no, but we're back. We're we intended to record pretty much every week, but there's really no dynamo news, right? So um it kind of just worked out. I mean, there's still and really there's still much. and there still there, isn't there still isn't much, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we're here. But how you been, man? How how's how's the family? Good, man. Good. I mean, you know, like I told you, uh two two of the four are sick right now. So, you know, the the oldest one was sick first. Now the other two are sick. So everybody's getting sick slowly but surely. But I think it, there's like some type of bug going around. But I mean, the the only bug that is not going around that should be going around is this this, you know, release of a list of protected <laughs> players and stuff like I'm that. Kidding, man. Like, 
Yeah. Everybody think, else has been like even MLB uh teams have been showing who they who they're dropping and stuff. <laughs> and and they just ended like some of the teams and the dynamo still, you know. Yeah. And and one of the things that uh what's his face said, uh Pat Onstad, he was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna rip off the band-aid, you know, make it, you know, the least painful as we can. You know, day after we're gonna just start putting information out there. And it's been a minute and we're still waiting, so we'll we'll see uh what happens? Yeah, I thought the list was supposed to be the eighth, and some people are saying it's supposed to be the fourteenth. So, which actually makes more sense because it'd be the basically the the week after the final, not the day after. Yeah, so basically they have a whole mm-hmm. week to make up their minds on what they want to do. Um, yeah, no, but right now, man, everybody in Houston is you know a Houston Astros fan basically. So, um. You know, they're, they're playing right now, actually, as we record. Rodrigo decided to be more of an Astros fan and watch the game, which uh, don't really don't blame him. He's been following them for quite a long time. But, nope. you know, one thing that I just wanted to mention about the Astros, and this happens to other, like, things, but, like, sometimes I see, like, Astros fans that, of course, you know, they make it to the World, the World Cup, the World Series. I'm me over here <laughs> trying to be a, you know, I'm MLS reporter. Uh making it to the world cup but uh you know they make it to the world series um and of course there's gonna be fans all over you know kind of popping up people that never really watch the game they're gonna be repping their shirts and i'm okay with that and now i just wanted to ask you before we jump into everything like that but but i'm okay with that if you are you know if you live in houston even if you've been an astros fan before and now like the fandom comes out i have there's nothing wrong with that and and i've seen a lot of people he, uh, in this case, being the Astros fans, you know, fa- fans have been there forever. They're just like, oh, look at all the like, oh, now they're showing up. And I'm like, dude, people show up for winners at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, that's going to be the same thing for the Texans, for the Dynamo, for the Rockets. I mean, you can go to a Texans game and it's pretty much empty and tickets are cheap when they used to like cost you an arm and a leg. Same thing with the Astros, I mean, with the Rockets. You know, I remember trying to get tickets when, you know, it was. Harden was here and they were just going to freaking, you know, far into the playoffs. That's not the case. And so right now the Astros are doing good and, you know, people are going out there and repping their, you know, stuff like, dude, just love it. Like, it's okay. It it happened now. Granted, if they were Rangers fans, you know, or like Chicago Cubs fans and now they're Houston Astros fans, then, yeah, I have an issue with that. But yeah, I just thought it was funny, man. I know that's something that we kick around a lot when it comes to just sports or soccer teams, but yeah, I don't know if you want to add it. I know you're not a big ass or baseball fan or other yeah. sports other than soccer, uh, but I don't know what your thoughts on that, man. No, I mean I'm cool with with uh like for example, you know, Houstonian supporting Houston sports. I'm all done for that. So like, you know, me they ask me, oh, what you know, what what NFL team you support? And, you know, I I kind of have to say the Texans. You know. It's one of those things that, you know, even even if they suck, you know, you just kind of have to support your hometown. And that's the I think is very unique here in 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 the United States just because the country's so big that you can't really like be, you know, I'm just what comes to mind is like, you know, in Buenos Aires where I'm from, like there's a gazillion, you know, soccer teams. So you could be from like one side of town and and be a fan of a team that's on the opposite side of town. And people won't really like trip because, you know, mm-hmm. you're still in the same city, even though you might have like three, four clubs around your house or, you know, something closer. But 
you know, I think it, it has become kind of like normal in the United States. You know, if you're from one city that you support, you know, every single team in that city. So, you know, there's some people that are that are just hacks and they just want to be, a, you For know, sure. they want to just go against everybody else and they're going to support, you know, I don't know, the Cowboys or whatever, maybe. Right. But it just happens. But yeah, I mean, same way. I'm cool with everybody repping, you know, the Astros and wearing Astros shirt. Like I don't wear Astros anything, right? Because I don't really have anything Astros. But if I had something, I would probably rock it too. I mean, it's yeah. kind of jumping in the, you know, in the Houston bandwagon, not just like a, a specific team. It's like, no, nah, we're repping, you know, the city at this moment. That is, it's going well. So why not? It is what it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's always good, man. And you want your teams to go good. But all right, Christian, man, let's talk a little bit of, you know, soccer sports for us, for the Houston Dynamo and a little bit of the Dash. But nah, we'll go pretty quickly, man. This should be a pretty short episode overall. And I just broke it down into three categories. Basically, things we know, things we don't know, and things being rumored. So we'll start with things we know. Now we know that Kenny Bundy will be back with us. Um, you know, I think something that we mentioned, uh, the fact that you need to try to do everything you can to keep Bundy a part of this organization. You know, many of us were thinking, you know, obviously he took over as the MLS uh, or MLS, the uh, first team uh, coach after Nagamura got sagged. I, me and you, we're not like big fans of him continuing to be the first team coach, but, you know, taking a role as a assistant would have been okay. And obviously those was the better option, which gladly, you know, that was a great pickup because it really seemed like that that was not going to happen. So I'm hoping that, you know, if they had to lay and lay a couple million and Kenny's, you know, uh table for him to stay with those and you know basically not take his dream job of being an mls you know coach somewhere else i'm okay with that man and what yeah your thoughts on on that man on keeping kenny yeah super i mean super happy super content because i think kenny not only offers like he's such a he's such a well-rounded person when it comes to not not only being like a soccer you know strategist but being like a good leader right so and and I think that's you see that from him. You see a guy that doesn't only, you know, is passionate about the game, passionate about tactics, passionate about, you know, certain movements and, you know, the zones of the field and, you know, what the role of each player is and stuff like that. But he's he's also passionate about moving kids, you know, forward, you know, moving careers forwards and and pushing, you know, young guys to, to become men, as he would always say, you know, he would always address them as men, as people that are forming lives and stuff like that growing up. And, and and you can also see that on the first team when he coached the first team for, you know, the last five games, one of the things that popped out from everybody, or one of the things that they mentioned was how comfortable they felt with him as a leader, how comfortable they felt with him as a person that they could trust that, you know, he would bring a different vibe or something different into, you know, to the table, to the team that made them feel better and they wanted to play for Kenny, you know, like they, you could tell that they wanted to win for him. And he kind of earned that respect, that trust and that love for the, for the, from the players to him. So keeping a person that is going to change, you know, the environment in the locker room, you know, not, not only in the first team, because now he has that experience with them, but, you know, in this second team that eventually, you know, hopefully 
those guys will become stars and will, you know, rise up to the first team and make a difference one day. But having Bundy as that person kind of, you know, handing off the torch to these kids and moving them up and even the young guys, you know, pushing them on to, to become better leaders and, you know, hopefully make the Dynamo, you know, a great team, a great club again. I mean, I think you need a person like that, you know, a person that can communicate, you know, with the fans, you know, he's not going to lie to you. He's not going to, you know, hold punches. He's going to tell you, you know, straight what it is. And he's not going to just do it in a one sentence. You know, he's going to give you a whole speech about how he feels and why he feels the way that he feels. So, I mean, his dream is to become an MLS coach. And I think, he, you know, he should aspire to that. And who knows even more than that. But I still think, you know, he needed some time to kind of like get his feet wet. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sure he would agree too that, you know, going from a second team to jumping into MLS might have been too much, yeah. especially since he doesn't have that much experience in at that level. He did, you know, coach was USL. It, it was and, uh, League you know, One, wasn't other it? Other teams like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I think so with the uh with the what's it called like bravery, uh, yeah. cavalry, cavalry or something like that, right? Yeah. So Brasses River Calvary or something like that. Yeah. So it's you know he has experience coaching, but I think you know he's making his way up to hopefully one day make it into a first team. But I think I would love him as a role. I know that being the f- head coach of the Dynamos would maybe not let him have enough time to become an assistant coach for the first team. But I think he could easily become an assistant coach for the first team for whoever may come. Yeah. You know, we heard rumors, but yeah, but, you know. If it happens to be, you know, I would love to see Kenny Bundy playing like a dual role and just kind of helping out. But yeah. I'm very happy for him. One thing that I was just going to add, you know, mention Kenny Bundy and his relationship with the players. Um, he added us, you know, he added the Dynamo Dairy Instagram. And uh, we got to, or I, I, you know, I was curious enough to just kind of scroll through it. And it was funny because you saw some pictures, you know, from like five, six years ago. And he's like, Players like uh, Majib, you know, Marana, he was in it. Like, you know, Kizza, he just basically has been around, been like a mentor to them and been like, you know, coach, obviously. But it's just good to have those relationships that can obviously um, move, you know, further in. In the, in the future, I would love to do a an episode talking about Dynamo 2 players that we would hope in the, you know, five years to maybe see him on the first team because yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day and literally one of the first names out of like me that popped up was Majib because I think he has potential and then when you when you talk about you know what Kenny Bundy has been able to do with some of these guys you know like yeah. I think he got two or three guys you know get a contract in this year you know mm-hmm. so that that was huge and I think he could get more so but yeah it, it's cool to see that and, and I think it's gonna be cool to how he handles his second year because you know I'm pretty sure they're going to be making moves. Yeah. With uh, uh, Kamwa, was it is his last name? I don't. I can't remember. I know it's with a K, but Kamwa, Kamba. I don't. know. Uh, uh, too. Kobeck. Kobe, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're going to be making moves. They they were making moves in the in the first. I mean, they got a kid from America. Yeah. And you know a bunch of other kids from everywhere else. So they're acting like a proper club too, as a yeah. as a two team. So. It's gonna be cool to see how how they flourish and stuff, but yeah, for the future. Yeah, so to keep going with the things we know, which again is not a lot, but this one relates to the dash, right? The dash came from having a uh, historical season, making the playoffs, 
Uh, that game at the stadium was amazing. I was able to be there and cover it uh, for us, for the Dynamo Theory. Um, and we find out then, you know, Juan Carlos Amoros, a guy that very talented coach came in, you know, loves his stats, loves his numbers, uh, ended up deciding to leave, you know, the dash. And it, it kind of makes sense. You know, there's a whole James uh, Clarkson allegations still kind of roaming and, and investigations. Um, so maybe there was a lot of things that maybe the dash couldn't offer him. Obviously they couldn't probably offer him like a really long contract or money just because of, you know, maybe their, their hands being tied. Uh, but it's really, really disappointing to see Amoros leave and then leaving for New York out of all places. Right. So I was, there's not a ton of places that he could have gone per se in the league, you know, not that many teams, but because if you're going to come from Spain, might as well go to New York. Right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. But yeah. uh, and think, I mean, no, let me tell you about um, this whole investigation stuff. I mean, I understand that it takes time, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of hindering a lot of these clubs to like make moves. Right. I mean, you see yeah. it firsthand here in the Dynamo. I mean, the dude can't get hired because, you know, there, there's something floating in the air. So yeah. I don't know if there's somebody to blame. You know, but I think, you know, either and I know, you know, these topics can be kind of like, you know, you have to kind of touch them como, con pinzas, como yeah. se en español. like, you know, they're very, yeah, they're very sensitive for sure. Yeah. But I think, you know, it has to I mean, I don't know, it has to be a plan or something because, you know, it shouldn't be happening in the first place, you know, whatever it is happening or if it isn't, you know, but it's it's one of those things that at the end of the day is kind of hindering you know the the way that people are are working with teams because I mean you can't get a coach you get them here for a couple of months and then you can't really hire the guy because you coach and then what about you know the the lady that was in I forgot her name now but you know it it's such a crazy cluster mess that so you can't Sarah, really do Sarah, much, but Sarah Lawson. Yeah. I think London London yeah yeah I know what you're talking about but yeah it's just yeah like I said it puts you in a bind it sucks though because you know he seems he seems like a good coach and and again it's like even with all the issues you know have the dash having basically three coaches and still making the playoffs losing Rachel Daly like a lot of things definitely big happened last year and they were still able to do um a lot of stuff Lastly, on the things we know, which I did not have till right now that I remembered, but Jessica, Jessica O'Neill, right? The president of the Dash, you know, talking about the Dash that came to mind, but she basically was named the president, uh, basically taking over what John Walker used to do. And, you know, from the people we deal with, you know, we're obviously not going to name names, but people that we deal with and, you know, and communication teams and other teams uh, in the Dynamo. I mean, we noticed that there's definitely going to be a lot of movement, a lot of, you know, shaking up and, the, you know, just everywhere. Every position is basically not safe. If you've been, um, you know, hearing what Ted Siegel has mentioned of, you know, changing the culture, changing the mentality, uh, it's just going to keep happening. And maybe that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long to the, and it like pre basic transition uh that i was gonna do but yeah so what do you think before i move on man what do you think about just uh jessica o'neill basically being named the the chief operations which is in a way is the president like she's taking over as president of the entire thing both clubs 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, the only thing you have to look at is, you know, look at the dash before and after Jessica and how like tremendously. I mean, I think everything started since winning that trophy back in 2020. Right. Um, That I think that brought something different to the dash. Right. But I mean, if you look at, you know, what Jessica has done to from then to from whenever she got hired to now, you have a sold out stadium. For for a dash game that honestly, I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't it wasn't even selling out the the bottom part of the stadium, right? And then you know, yes, historic night, you know, a first playoff match and everything like that, you know, all the all the additives that came into that night or afternoon, whatever. But uh, but I mean, she did a great job, and you know, if she's if she's gonna be able to do the same thing with the Dynamo, why not? You know, just bring her on board and just kind of have her, you know, over oversee everything i'm sure there's people doing other little things with her but i mean they, they have done a great job and i think one of the things that we need i mean ted siegel has been investing in players and and you know renovations and stuff like that and he's gonna need people to manage all that so you know get good people that know about soccer and the soccer positions and get good people that know about you know, the business and the whole you know uh, venue stuff and you know just being a happy place or whatever you know yeah yeah to do those things because you're right I mean she was you know a whiz when it comes to marketing that's really like where she you know came out from you know marketing um, marketed executive and you're right I mean we saw a massive boom obviously the acha acha factor kind of came into place and surely yeah. they used some of what was happening with the dash and the dynamo but it was just night and day, you know, a lot of people and it just kind of told you from like the people that started to show up towards the end of the season for the dash. I mean, you were even a part of, you know, went to a game that they open up the second tier of yeah. PNC Stadium for them. And, and obviously we know that they had a record crowd on that play, first ever playoff match. That obviously, sadly, it did not go well for the dash, but it's just. You know, people like her kind of bringing more creative juices. And and it is not saying that the people before her were good or bad, but sometimes you just need a new set of eyes, right? Like, that's just kind of how it goes. But, all right, man, now we talk about things we don't know. So, Ben Olsen, right, the former head coach of D.C. United, has been thrown, uh, what, about two weeks ago? His name popped up along with Dugo Perez. And am I missing someone else? I think there's another name. Maybe that was it. Well, I mean, everybody no. wants Tata Martino. But, like, the one yeah. that popped up was Olsen and Hugo Perez. Apparently, they were doing interviews. Oh, it had, Nancy yeah. Wilfred. Yes, there you go. Nancy Wilfred. Wilfred Nancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wilfred Nancy from uh, Montreal. You know, a couple, they showed up. Their names popped up. They basically said, oh, you know, they got interviewed, but nothing really happened. And then out of nowhere, we hear Ben Austin is being is going to be named the next head coach of the Houston Dynamo. A little bit of a shock, just because a lot of people, including probably I would say myself, were looking into you know if you kind of started off, off or started off more like 
you messed up with Nagamura. Maybe now you get a coach that is, you know, experienced but has recent, you know, success. Um, ben Olsen is a guy that uh, if you're a, a guy that's watched the league, you know who he is just because he has such a long tenure with DC United. He was there for uh, as a player for a long time, and he was there as a coach for like 10-something years, 10 years, I believe. Um you know, Ben Olsen, a lot of people may say that he's a good coach. He's a talented guy. He's a young guy. He's 43 or no, 45. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, that he was just it wasn't giving the players and was that they spent some money that he started winning. But that's not a good excuse enough for me to like, well, you can be a good player with the right coaches one thing um and i don't know if you looked a little bit into him uh christian but he did uh win the uh 2013 13. yeah us open cup and funny enough uh he was dead last on the table with only 16 points that is still a record of the worst team in mls history and mm. the next year he went from last dead last to first on the table for the conference. So, I mean, it's still pretty incredible. You know, the guy out of the 10 years he was there, he made it to the playoffs six times. Obviously he went far into basically almost every U S open cup. He disputed, obviously only won one. So in 10 years, the guy has one title. Uh, and then he um, just parted ways. I think it was just time for him to go, even though players like Rooney, uh, Paul Riola, Luciano Acosta, like a bunch of those good players that uh, DC had. He just kind of fell out of favor and maybe it was time to part ways, man. So this is my question to you. Ben Olsen is our coach, apparently. We're waiting for it to be official. What are your thoughts on it, man? Are you just excited, worried, you know, just about the coach hire itself if it comes to fruition? Well, to begin, you know, everybody knows I'm not, like well versed in the MLS completely yet. I mean, I've been following Dynamo for a few years now, but when it comes to like the outside MLS, I'm still kind of like learning, learning names, learning faces, learning history, stuff like that. Right. So I'm picking up, you know, stuff that people are dropping off, you know, here and there. But I think one of one of the, you know, to kind of give give a cheap plug to uh, Dustin, uh, he he wrote a really nice article. He interviewed one of the guys that. You know, they, they do the same thing over there in D.C. and kind of opens my eyes a little bit, you know, to who Ben, ben Alston is. Because honestly, I'm coming in blind and, you know, you can either, you know, get what some people are saying, which is all negative. Right. And then you can kind of get what some other people are saying, which is still not great, but it can, they kind of give you an explanation of why, you know, his time was the way that it was. I mean. To be in a team for 10 years, that's a great feat by itself. Like you're a coach in one club for 10 years, you're doing something, right? You know, okay, you're going somewhere. Okay, you're mute. Yeah, keep no, talking. no, no, sorry, my bad. No, I was <laughs> going to tell you. I was going to tell you. Let me add, you said 10 years as a coach. Yeah. The guy spent basically his entire 22-year career in D.C. That's pretty incredible. Anyways. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. So something must have been done right. I mean, I... I I didn't go, you know, deeply into all the stats of all his teams, but I mean, if a guy can make, you know, a lot of one of the things that a lot of people were saying that the guy 
didn't have the proper funding and the proper players to kind of like fight with, right? He still got a title. You know, he kind of met Jordan his way out, you know, until he was open cup. Um, but the thing is, you know, the question that I would, you know, have for all these people that are talking negatively about him is, you know, was he able to make out of, you know, some something out of nothing in a way, right? So like he didn't have a good team. He didn't have great funding. I mean, even in the article, they talk about how they had to have a fan on the Wi-Fi machine or something, whatever, to kind of keep it blowing, keep it cool so that they could have Wi-Fi. At they the, were spending you know, money, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So like they either there was no money or there was not spending it or whatever it may be, right? So, but the guy was able to make a team with not a lot of good players or maybe not a, a lot of talent or, you know, whatever he had, he made it competitive, right? And that's what we need in Houston. We need a guy that comes in here and kind of works with what he has. I mean, the Dynamo is still kind of tied in a way with some of the past dealings of, of Matt Jordan and, and everything that was done in the past with, you know, weird contracts and how they were dictated and how they were written down. Weird sales, you know, here and there, not a lot of money. And now we're in, we're still in a transition period. I don't think people understand that, you know, this is not going to be solved in one or two years. They're going to have to be a little process time where you still need to find, I mean, shit, we, we already blew through two coaches and, you know, in, in, in three years. So we need, you know, first of all, we need consistency, not only in the field, but also in like the head coaching position and, you know, and the roles that kind of oversee everything for that to kind of come down into the field. Right. Because then that would be, you know, quote unquote, the easy part to have a group, you know, like have at least 18 guys that, you know, are there for a good amount of time. And then, you know, you fluctuate, you know, five, six that come in and out, you know, try to make the team better. But if you can make, you know, those 18 guys really, really competitive and not be like Nagamura that had, you know, 23 different starting lineups or whatever in 25 games, but have something. I would say 34, but he didn't make it at 34. Exactly right. That's which is also crazy. Like there wasn't even consistency in that. But if you can bring a guy that can, you know, he he's not a team. You know, come out first in the West, right? Yeah. I mean, we all know that. I mean, the talent that we have, unfortunately, you know, not to throw shit at any player, but it's not there. And and we've seen it year, you know, year every year. And and I think Pat Onstead fired him because he thought we were gonna, you know, Nagamura was gonna was able going <laughs> was able. To going to make this team fight at least for a playoff spot, and right. we weren't even close to that. But I think maybe having somebody with the, the experience of Ben Olsen, yeah, maybe that guy could take us to that decision day where something matters. You know, sure. maybe he can be that guy that kind of gives us a little hope into what could be in the future. You know, something big. You know, something bigger and better. But I don't know the guy. I don't know much about his history, but out of all the bad that you know has been said about him and all his terrible records you know 16 points in a season yeah and just having shit seasons the guy seem seems like he has some type of structure i think that's what we're lacking as a team as a club like we're still trying to find our foot you know in the mud and, and trying to find the firm ground you know and i mean i think the biggest thing of obviously why his hire makes sense is the whole you know freaking annoying word of collaboration right i think this guy is gonna be working with pat you know it's really funny because then olsen coached pat onstad when he went to dc for like one year in 2011 so 
he was his coach and then he was uh Pat Onstead ended up being uh his assistant for another two years in DC. So mm-hmm. I mean is there, you know, the buddy buddy system maybe works. Uh hopefully they don't I'll be one vision. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I mean I it, I was and you know, you take to the point that, you know, obviously there was big name players with DC United, you know, obviously I mentioned like Paul Riola, Wayne Rooney. Uh, it's basically, you know, he's coming to a team that has a Nachache and a Ferreira, like players that are kind of in their ups or, or in Nachache is, you know, it's a guy that's super famous, uh, especially here in the Coca-Cola region. So um, it's, it's one of those that, you know, he can deal with some personalities and we'll figure out exactly, you know, well, granted, nothing is confirmed yet, but yeah. just knowing the dynamo. It probably won't be won't be long, and and they'll say something that everybody already knows, and they think staying quiet forever is gonna like do something else for them. But um, <laughs> anything else you want to add before I move to the next one? Yeah, go yeah. It. When I saw on the article that he plays a four four two, I was like, ah, he won me over. That, that's all <laughs> I needed. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So another thing that no, we, but don't I mean, know. I'm I'm usually hopeful. Oh yeah. But- no, and I'm kind of, it's funny because as soon as we heard the news, you know, Dustin, uh, or no, I don't know who it was, posted that really freaking funny video of like our expectations were low, <laughs> but like, holy crap, basically. And I had to retweet that, you know, and and it really wasn't that I'm fully against, you know, a, a guy like Ben Alton, because I do think that he uh, has a lot of the things that, maybe from the beginning we should have gotten right like a guy and he was technically available so he you know also could have been here before the nagamura experiment which was just bringing a guy you know with a young guy he's still again 40 i believe he's like 45 years old i keep saying 45 in my head (laughs) seeing 45 in my head i keep repeating it but uh yeah, I think the he's a younger guy, coach. Obviously, you know you're not bringing like a Tata Martino or a, even a Bill Halter, kind of like a guy Bearhart Halter uh, that kept giving me crap last time I recorded. Um, but um, you know it's a guy that still young, still uh learning. But granted, you mentioned ten years. Ten years. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, the, the, nobody takes that away from you. And then obviously he got enough of a break and then it's more like, okay, you know, you, you are able to have a little bit of a gap of not coaching and kind of learn, you know, take what you take the good things and take away bad things. Don't they say that for you to become an expert on something, you have to do 10,000 hours, which is 10 years. Basically. So, man, exactly. So we might get an expert then. You know? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm actually not, I wouldn't ben say excited. 10. I'm kind of indifferent, but we'll, we'll see once we get there type of thing. But if, you know, if, if Kenny Bundy comes a coach five games before the end of the season, uh, don't tell us we didn't tell you so either, you know? So, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, following the, or keeping up with the uh, things we don't know, uh, that's the official roster move. So we have not heard anything. Uh, we are just basically going through social media and seeing what the guys post. Uh, it looks like basically Seren has been selling his whole house and is getting <laughs> heck out of there. Uh, same thing with who's the other guy that I saw? Well, DQ, you know, he was putting away his uh, his soccer jersey collections. Oh, yes. And yeah. so little things like that, little hints, they tell you, you know, uh, yeah, they're more likely these guys are not coming back. Nothing official yet, but 
again, another thing that we're hoping that news drop and we have been waiting for them for like two, three weeks now. So yeah, that, that, that mandate is coming off super slow, man. Super slow. Um, I have nothing to touch on there. And then last thing, man, things being rumored. So not a lot on the rumor mill for the Dynamo, other than obviously those coaches uh, possibly being named, but it looks like Ben Olsen is in the lead. But I guess it was recently or today, actually, that Albert Ellis was rumored to make a comeback. <laughs> and that's that's the only rumor that I have so far. So I, if you guys have been listening to the show or even show that I've done in the past with either Christian or, or even when we did soccer or uh, crossing soccer borders, which I told Rodrigo last week, if you went into the episode, he's like, I thought that show was dead. And I was like, Hey, we could speak <laughs> a little bit of world cup, bring but, it back, um, bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Albert Ellis, man, one of my favorite players of all time. That's what I was trying to go uh, with the dynamo guy. Whenever I got season tickets for the first year, he was just really awesome to watch, which was 2018 and uh, ended up racing that coveted, coveted U.S. Open Cup. The guy just looked like a like a uh, freaking video game, man. Like he was winning every ball. He was beating everybody with speed, with power, scoring goals, assisting. Long story short, it seems like he may be coming, trying to make his way back to the MLS or elsewhere because the team that he ended up going to in France got relegated. Nobody really wanted to play in the second division, no matter where you go. So why not come back to what you know? And if that is the case, uh, likely uh, the Houston Dynamo will have to try to get, you know, tr- do some kind of trading uh, to get at least back. But we do have to see it this way. Obviously, at least played for the Dynamo, but there's nobody here. You know, Matt Jordan's gone. Uh, Tav Ramos is gone. Tom Walker is gone. Everybody's gone. The owners are gone. So it's likely that he'll come back. Who knows? But why not dream, right? Imagine having Albert Ellis on the right. Then you have maybe, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Nelson on the left. Nelson Quinones on the left. And then maybe oh, I was like, Nelson? Yeah, yeah, I was sorry. Like, Bro, he's a yeah, coach. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a goalkeeper. And having Pereira <laughs> on the middle, man, it would be like a like a reincarnation of that Kyoto Elise Manotas, you know, even even I... Memo in there uh, thing. But man, there's your thoughts on maybe a possible comeback for Albert Delis and, you know, maybe any other players that you've been tracking in Argentina for the Dynamo, man? No, I mean, shit, bring them back. I mean, there's, there's not a lot to say when it comes, you know, to Elise. He has been, I mean... One of the the latest, one of the biggest stars that you know in the, in the latest history of the Dynamo. You know, he's our last gem that was able to make it out of here. You know, and actually go up instead of you know go down or stay parallel. You know, I mean, he made the jump to Europe. And w- what else do we need? You know, he was our last European gem that, that we we had. sold the guy for and, like you know, a million dollars, not, man. That's impressive. Fucking mad, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and like we we bought. Bahamich for 1.1 like <laughs> like it makes no sense but you know whatever yeah. that's why i'm not i'm not a scout and they are right i think we do better yeah scouting than fucking that we had back in the day um yeah. but i mean yeah i guess we watch more soccer than them but but yeah i mean having at least back in dynamo we, we could only dream you know right now glenn davis shout out to glenn davis he still has me on red uh <laughs> you know <laughs> 
you know, he, he was the first one to put it out there. But I mean, if his sources are correct, you know, like those are the only things that you can hope for. And, and even that, you know, not the dynamo wasn't even mentioned, you know, just the MLS, mm -hmm. but I think having a guy like that, I mean, let's be honest, the league as of lately, these past few years has been growing cr like crazy. Right. A lot of people have been coming and they're not, not coming to retire. Anymore, you know, some of them are, to be honest, but it's becoming, you know, a we're talking slash... to you, Pipita Higuain. Yeah, right. Literally, he came to retire. <laughs> but but I mean, until till the end, you know, he was kind of competitive. You know, it's, it's those people that come in to compete, you know, like this. It's not that they just literally come in here to chill. I mean, he even said it. He, he said, I was I thought I was going to come in here and like, you know, smoke a cigarette and, and right. play, you know, 90 minutes. And then I found out it wasn't like that. You know, it was a little bit competitive. I mean, when you have teams like Philadelphia, teams like Nashville, you know, teams like Montreal putting a good squad together, you know, even Real Salt Lake, even, you know, and their budget still kind of, you know, fighting in those spots. It's it's one of those leagues that has become, you know, very strong. And, and for you to actually be something, you have to put a group guys, a group of guys, a group, a good group of guys together in the field. And I mean, having Ellie's would be a huge plus. I mean, we already saw some names in the Dynamo. I mean, You know, uh, Ferreira, HH, Coco. I mean, those those are like our three main figures right now, right? But I mean, I think we have the potential. I think we have potential to go into the playoffs. Honestly, I I, I kind of see what Pat sees, right? I understand his point of view. I do think we also need to move a lot of pieces and get them out the way and bring some fresh new faces. But I, I kind of see where he's going, right? And Ellie's would be one of the biggest especially since we do need a winger you know he would be a great great addition i mean coming in with european experience european soccer coming in with his speed and the knowledge and he already knows the league he already knows the weather he already knows the town i mean it would be almost a smooth transition he won't have to you know have that you know one year you know of transition time or whatever yeah now he should be able to fit right in i mean And let's hope for the best, you know? It is what yeah. it yeah, is. No kidding, it's it's only a rumor. Why not dream, you know? Yeah, it'd be good to have a Honduran bag, especially if it's Arbordelli's. You know, it was funny because, well, funny in the sense of, like, he, he started getting injured after he left. You know, when he went to Boa Vista, he played well, but starting to get a little pick up some knocks. And then when he went to Bordeaux, he, he ended up basically – being knocked out for quite a long time, especially during Honduras um, qualifying stages to make it to the World Cup, which obviously didn't happen. So the guy has to be pretty defeated, you know, two World Cups he misses with Honduras. Um, but there's nothing like Houston, right? Because I think his best games was Houston, with Houston, I mean, sorry. And, and also, you know, I mean, let's just think about what's next, right? The 2026 World Cup, is coming here to the United mm -hmm. States, you know, Canada, Mexico too, right? But, I mean, this is a really, really good chance for Honduras to actually make it into... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cup for the first time, right? Uh -huh. So, why why not stay... I mean, obviously, who doesn't want to play in Europe, right? If, if the opportunity comes, you know, go for it, right? But coming back home and, and, you know, maybe those four years hustling it, you know, stay here, playing a competitive league like the MLS has become, And, and try to make the best out of it, you know, and try to race up this Houston Dynamo. And at the same time, you know, fight for the Honduras 
you know, national team and, and become a star. I mean, he was already a star when when he left, right? But he him coming back would be such a like his name, you know, is, has been exalted. Yeah. I mean, I imagine in in the Honduras. And I was gonna say, I mean, the guy's twenty six right? years old. Um, for that World Cup, he'd be thirty, and chances are pretty dang high. I mean. Excluding the three hosts being Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. are like already in, three point five teams can make it into the into the World Cup from Concacaf. You have to remember too that and know, they're, it's they're getting bigger, the right? Groups. It's going to forty eight teams. Yeah. So you know, countries that have struggled, like maybe them, Panama, Jamaica. You know, they're not going to have to compete with the main three. They're always you know, obviously like top dogs. So there are chances for, you know, some of the smaller squads to, that haven't ever made it maybe even uh, to make it into the World Cup. So, yeah, I mean, why not, man? Let's bring La Panterita back to Houston. You know, he, he was Make it happen, Ted. Why not? But Christian, man, we pretty much uh, hit every topic that we were going to go through today. Uh, if you want to let the people know how they can connect with us, man. She, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a try. Uh, you can always go to dynamotheory.com for everything at dynamotheory on Instagram and Twitter. You can hit me at Chris Putaleas. You can hit Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01 and then Rudy Segura at Rudy Segura 3. Uh, but don't forget, you know, just go to uh, dynamotheory.com if you need anything. Just go check that out. A lot of really good articles, honestly, not just because, you know, I'm part of it. But, I mean, you know, the one Dustin just had about Ben Olsen, I know we're still rumors and nothing has been official. But, I mean, get to know the, you know, get to know the people before, you know, you make, a, if you don't know who they are like me, right, you can kind of make an educated, you know, guess of who the guy was because we are talking with people that, you know, were there for those 10 years, right? So it's not like just an outside perspective, but like an insider perspective. And just like other fun articles like the one Rudy wrote, about the, you know, the World Cups, the jerseys, you know, you have the 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 links all the time and just, you know, great content, honestly. I mean, and I'm sure more stuff is going to come up right now with the World Cup. So DynamoTheory.com and don't forget, uh, follow DynamoTheory on Twitter. A lot of all the news that come up, you know, they're usually there first and then also on Instagram as well. So don't forget DynamoTheory. Yeah, make sure to follow, like he said, DynamoTheory. Check out the website, you know, we'll read those articles. Help us with those clicks. You know, Apple TV is going to take over. So, you know, this is our time to shine as, you know, local guys that cover the sport. Uh, definitely, you know, just a shout out here that I'm reading the shirt. Check out, you know, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, you know, Christian does a good job of, you know, doing his recordings and even yeah, adding I'm them trying. to the feed as well. So, you know, just, you know, if you love soccer and you like content, man, get in there. Give us our your feedback as well, man. And with that, Houston soccer fans, we thank you. We're here. Don't worry, we're not we're not leaving anytime soon. But uh, you know, just remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange.